You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Friday to you. I'm excited to start our new series, the Performance Review Series. We're going to go position by position, look at the players on the Bills roster, and break them down. And I think it's really important as we enter off-season mode and we consider what this team needs to do, I think it starts with the current roster, expiring contracts, existing talent, building blocks that are in place, areas that they can upgrade. I think the best way to do it is to consider each player, put them under the same microscope, and then look at the entire position group as a whole and really evaluate what the Bills have and what they don't have. And we're going to kick things off with the quarterback position. Let me tell you just a few more things about how I see this going and how we're going to attack this. So player by player, we're going to talk about how they became a Buffalo Bill, what their age is, what their contract status is, if there are savings to be had if the player is released. We'll look at what they did in 2020 in terms of statistical output and percentage of snaps that they played. We'll talk about their 2020 season in review and we'll give them an outlook for 2021. As part of this, we're going to categorize players in terms of what they were in 2020 and what I think they will be in 2021 as either an elite starter, quality starter, average starter, developing starter, developing depth, quality depth, replacement level, or if they're an aging veteran. So that's kind of the criteria that we're going to put everything through. And then today is going to be quarterback. So we're going to talk heavily about Josh Allen. And then we'll get into Matt Barkley, Jake Fromm, Davis Webb, and talk about the position group as a whole. You're unique and so are your taxes. TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who listen to you, learn about your unique tax situations, and answer your questions. And on top of all that, they can do your taxes from start to finish. Maybe you started investing and want some reassurance from an expert that you're doing things right. Maybe you're now self-employed and need some expert advice on what qualifies as a home office deduction. Or maybe you'd rather just have an expert file your taxes for you so that you can focus on what matters most. No matter what your situation is, TurboTax Live tax experts can answer your questions, give tax advice, review your return before you file, or even do it all for you. TurboTax Live gives you confidence that your uniquely you taxes are done right. Into it, TurboTax Live. File with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you. Need to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the planet. They have 18 amazing flavors. Some of my favorites, caramel brownie. I love the cookies and cream. Lemon almond cheesecake is delicious. Heck, they're all delicious. They're all covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. It's like eating a candy bar, but they're good for you. Built Bars are great for anyone who is health conscious. Whether you want to lose weight, maintain weight, or just indulge in a delicious treat, you got to try Built Bars. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and perfect for anyone on the keto diet. Got a deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 
All right, so let's talk about Josh Allen. And I wanted to get the initial ad reads out of the way so that way we can have a nice long discussion about Josh Allen, number 17, starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. So let's put him through the criteria, and this will be an extended conversation where not only am I going to break Josh Allen down like I am every player on the roster, but we're going to go heavy into what he can improve, what the growth was from you know previous seasons to this year, and I'm going to answer the question from my perspective on if he is the guy, if he deserves a contract extension, and if so, how much. So, Josh Allen, the Bills' first-round pick in 2018, number seven overall. He's 24 years old. He turns 25 in May. He's entering year four of a four-year, $21.2 million contract. Now, while his contract, quote-unquote, expires at the end of next season, the Bills have the opportunity to pick up his fifth-year option. They'll have to make that decision by May. And if they do, they will be on the hook for $21.2 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed for 2021 when it comes to Josh Allen. Let's start right there. That's an obvious decision to pick that up. There's uh, there's no reason not to. And Josh Allen is, at a minimum, going to be the Bills' starting quarterback in 2021 and 2022. And $21 million for a starting quarterback is nothing. And so that is a very obvious decision for the Bills to pick up that fifth-year option. Now, when it comes to his 2020 statistical output, he started all 16 games for the Bills during the regular season and, of course, all three playoff games. He completed 69% of his passes, 4,544 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, a passer rating of 107.2. He had 102 rushes for 421 yards, eight rushing touchdowns, and, of course, had that receiving touchdown. For the season, Josh Allen accounted for 46 total touchdowns and 311 total yards from scrimmage per game. Outstanding numbers. Now, I want to focus in on the growth, and I have several different statistical categories that I think are relevant to Josh Allen that really give us a way to quantify just how much better he's gotten throughout the course of his career. And of course, the emphasis being on just how good he was in 2020. But I think in order to appreciate that, it's necessary to go through some statistical categories, say where he was in 2018, 2019, and 2020. So for each of these categories, I'm going to give you three numbers. The first one will be 2018. The second one will be 2019. And the third one will be 2020 and just enjoy listening to these numbers and um, really putting some quantifiable numbers behind some relevant statistical categories where Josh Allen has just exploded. Let's start with completion percentage, 52.8 to 58.8 to 69.2, massive growth. Touchdown percentage, 3.1 to 4.3 to 6.5. Again, we're going 2018, 2019, 2020 in order of the numbers that I deliver. The next one, interception percentage, 3.8 to 2 to 1.7. Net yards per attempt, 4.37 to 5.71 to 7.82. Sack percentage, 8% down to 7.6%, down to 4.3%. 
passing yards per game, 173 to 193 to 284. Bad throw percentage, 25.7% down to 20.3%, down to 16%. Passer rating when he throws the football in under two and a half seconds, 86.7 rating, 91.4 rating to a 114.4 rating. Passer rating when he holds onto the football for more than two and a half seconds, 54.9 to 81.2 to 97.8. Passer rating when kept clean and facing no pressure, 79.8 to 93.2 to 116.4. Passer rating under pressure, 47.4 to 61.4 to 80.9. Passer rating when blitzed, 62.9 to 78.4 to 110.7. And we'll finish off with deep passer rating. These are throws that are targeted 20 yards or more down the field. 62.9 to 64.4 to 103. Josh Allen was an elite starting quarterback in 2020, and that growth is unbelievable. When you look at it, through the story that I just told with those numbers and how every year there's been substantial growth in key numbers that matter, unbelievable. And I think we are all very encouraged with the growth, and I think we're all very happy with the way Josh Allen played in 2020. So what can he improve? What can he get better at? Well, The first thing I want to say as I was planning for this podcast and I was making my notes, the first thing that I want to say is that this is a much harder question to answer this year. Last year, good gosh, I could fill up a list, right? Fill up a whole page worth of things he had to get better at. The year before, even longer list. This is becoming a very short list, right? And in a lot of ways, I'm not really introducing anything new. So I have three different things that Josh Allen can improve upon for next year. Number one, and this isn't really a Josh Allen thing so so much as it is a scheme evolution thing. I think the Bills need to have more manufactured offense. Josh Allen received 4.7 yards after catch per completion. That's very low, 24th in the NFL. So I want to see the scheme adapt a little bit that affords Josh Allen the opportunity to check the ball down more and take profits. I think he grew quite a bit in that area when comparing this year to 2019, but I think there's more to go, right? I think if the Bills could have more manufactured offense, more um, schemed throws, more getting the ball out of Josh's hands quickly by design and having some playmakers that can create after the catch, that's going to help the offense become even more efficient. So uh, the first thing I have down is more manufactured offense and opportunities to create yards after catch. And that comes from some scheme evolution, introducing some skill sets that are very good at creating after the catch, and more of a willingness, even more of a willingness from Josh Allen to check the ball down and take some profits. Number two, continue enhancing his understanding of defensive tendencies and personnel. You know, Josh Allen is entrenched as the Bills starting quarterback, and hopefully he is for a very long time. And I think part of 
your growth as a player and kind of knowing where you're going to be and who you're going to play is really digging into these defenses, these coordinators, the personnel, the the teams that have given you problems, and really digging in and, and understanding what they're trying to do, becoming a student of what they're trying to do to you. And Josh Allen, again, tremendous growth in that area from 2019 to 2020. Keep improving in that regard. You're going to face, you know, you're going to face a Brian Flores defense twice a year. Figure out what Robert Sale is going to have cooking with the New York Jets. You got Bill Belichick in New England. Those are four-year games you know you're going to have, right? And you're going to see those coaches every year. Well, dig into those defenses and get to know them. Study Steve Spagnuolo with Kansas City, right? You need to be able to beat that defense. Spend a lot of time learning about it. Wink Martindale in Baltimore. Dig in. Get to know it. See what Mike Vrabel's doing in Tennessee, right? I would spend a lot of time, if I were Josh Allen, digging into the tape, talking about strategy, and uh, really getting uh, familiar with um, those schemes, their tendencies, and the personnel that they have. The last thing I have written down, and this isn't really anything new, it's continue the evolution. Build on the improvements that he's made so far with mechanics, accuracy, deep ball placement, and spreading the ball around. Don't let those things fall by the wayside because you feel like you've grown to a point where those things aren't important and you can take, you know, you take your time and focus on other things. You know, continue to make sure that those things stay at a high level and continue to evolve. I love so much what Josh Allen was able to do this year in terms of fixing mechanics and um, allowing his upper body to be able to do things that are disassociated with his lower body and him being able to throw the football uh, from all different platforms and arm angles and arm slots and um, you know he can find quick platforms and it didn't necessarily matter that his feet were set you know continue to make sure that you are good at that and of course the deep ball and accuracy and and just the efficiency with spreading the football around so continue that same evolution that we saw this year and, and continue to grow and expand on what you did this year so now it's time to answer. A critical question. Is Josh Allen the guy? Should the Bills extend him? Yes, Josh Allen is the franchise quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. They have their guy. Do you wish that there was a larger sample size of elite play? Yep. But this is about traits and it's about trajectory. And Josh Allen has all the traits and his trajectory is off the charts. We just went through that growth. Josh Allen plays above X's and O's. We've talked about this. The rules of playing quarterback don't apply to Josh Allen. The things that Jared Goff can do, Kirk Cousins can do, Tom Brady even, those rules don't apply to Josh Allen because he has traits, and because you have those elite traits, you have more opportunity to make plays in in ways that other guys can't do it. So number one, he plays above X's and O's. Now, we talked a lot about Brian Dable, and it was my expectation that he was going to get a head coaching job and that the Bills would not have Brian Dable back. And I could already hear the questions and the narratives. What is Josh Allen going to look like without Brian Dable? It's been such a benefit to him that they've been together since Josh Allen entered the NFL, and they have great chemistry and rapport, and they know each other. And yeah, that is a major benefit to Josh Allen, and I hope Brian Dable's the offensive coordinator for a long time. But like I just said, he plays above the X's and the O's. Brian Dable, while I have always liked Brian Dable conceptually and what he tries to do offensively, the results haven't been there. 
The results haven't been there until Josh Allen was his quarterback, and Josh Allen took the necessary steps that he needed to to improve as a quarterback to execute the offense. Josh Allen has elevated Brian Dable. So yeah, I understand that there would be some concerns given Brian Dable was gone, but Josh Allen plays above those X's and O's, and he's made Brian Dable a better offensive coordinator. The next thing that I want to bring up in in solidifying my opinion that Josh Allen is the guy is I want to take a look around the NFL. What teams in the NFL have an equal or better quarterback situation than the Bills with Josh Allen or can honestly feel like right now that they have their guy? Their guy right now and for the future. And folks, that list is not very long. It's not. Kansas City, absolutely. They're set. Whoever gets to Sean Watson, they're set. The Chargers have to feel great about what they have going with Justin Herbert. The Packers for now with Aaron Rodgers. Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Russell Wilson in Seattle. I'll throw Ryan Tannehill with the Titans into this mix. I'll throw the Cowboys into this mix, assuming they have Dak Prescott back. That's nine teams. Maybe the Bengals with Joe Burrow, but, I mean, do we know yet? Do we know yet? We don't. Less than 10 teams in the NFL can say right now, emphatically, without a shadow of a doubt, that they have their quarterback for now and the future. And the Bills are one of those teams. It's a good place to be. It's a really good place to be. It's a place that the Bills haven't been to (laughs) since Jim Kelly retired. Did you ever really feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick was this type of quarterback that was a difference maker, that was going to be the reason why you're in the playoffs every year? Tyrod Taylor, J.P. Losman, E.J. Manuel, Trent Edwards, Rob Johnson. Folks, it's been a long time. The Bills are in that group of teams that absolutely have their quarterback. Before we go any further, I want to go back to Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and what they said about Josh Allen's season and a potential extension for him this offseason. And then I'll kind of get into some some more talking points when it comes to an extension and maybe some of the concerns that people have. But I think we have to go back and revisit these comments first because I think they're very helpful. Sean McDermott said that Josh Allen continued to grow and called that growth significant. He said there were very few parts of his game that aren't developed so far in year three. He said it's a very small conversation of things he still needs to evolve in. He's seen him do much of what it takes to win and win at a high level in the NFL. Questions from outside the building have been answered. He takes great comfort in knowing that Josh Allen is going to leave the facility and continue working on his game He called him extremely driven with a bright future and has done a great job of leading the football team. He said he's very comfortable with Josh Allen as the team's quarterback, and he trusts that Brandon Bean and his staff will handle everything necessary regarding an extension. He said that the team has gotten beyond the benchmark of wondering if they have their quarterback. He said Josh Allen is a very good quarterback and one that they can win with for years to come. Brandon Bean, he said he was very proud of Josh 
had a great year, and that he led the exit meeting when it came to talking about what he needed to improve upon for next season. Said he was extremely driven and that he just needs to power down, reset, and come back humble and hungry. He said that Josh Allen has shown people what he can do and has not yet even reached his ceiling. He believes there is more room for growth. And he was happy that he played well against various types of defenses, noting that the struggles last year against press man and how much better he was at handling that this year. He said when teams took away the deep ball, that he was happy that Josh was more willing to hit the underneath stuff and that he had a better overall understanding of how defenses are playing the Bills. Does that sound like a leadership group of Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean that has questions about if they have their quarterback? No, it doesn't. They are in on Josh Allen. So some other notes here. I do have some caution about this, and I'll admit that. You look at Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, two quarterbacks that received big-time extensions, and maybe they got them too early, right? I mean, the, the Rams have kind of already come out and said that it'll be an open competition for Jared Goff next year. And that, you know, the Eagles, my goodness, Carson Wentz, he fell off a cliff this year and was benched for Jalen Hurts, a rookie, a second-round rookie. So, yeah, I think that there's some level of concern that I have about that because we only do have one year of elite play from Josh Allen. And the reality is you don't have to do the extension this offseason. You could pick up the fifth-year option and be set, and you can buy yourself some more time to get more information and consider this question after the 2021 season. But if you are confident that he is the guy and all the stuff that I just went through that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott said is true, then why would you wait? The price only goes up. The price only goes up from here if Josh continues to perform. So to me, you send the right message. If you think you have a Watson or Mahomes-type talent, then treat him like that's what he is. Those guys got extensions after year three, and so should Josh Allen. Don't do what Dallas is doing with Dak Prescott right now. If you got your guy, you got your guy, and pay him because the price only goes up. So how much are we talking about for this extension for Josh Allen? Well, let's look at a couple of the most recent big quarterback contracts that were handed out. Patrick Mahomes, 10 years, $450 million. $142 million guaranteed, an average annual value of $45 million. Crazy numbers, right? Well, if you look into the contract and the structure of the contract, there's some things you need to know. Kansas City doesn't owe Patrick Mahomes anything after 2024. After 2024, it's pay-as-you-go. In fact, they could very easily get out of the deal after the 2023 season. They could cut him after 2023, with only a total of $6 million in dead cap, $4 million in 2023, $2 million in 2024. So while 10 years, $450 million sounds crazy, there's a lot of team-friendly components to that contract, just like with Deshaun Watson. Watson signed a four-year extension worth $156 million with $110 million in guaranteed money, an average annual value of $39 million the Texans can free themselves of that deal after the 2023 season or whatever team he's on. So what should Josh Allen get? SpotRack estimates that Josh Allen's market value is a four-year, 
$162 million contract that pays him an average of $40.6 million per season. Offer it to him. Offer it to him. That would make him the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL behind Mahomes. It's a market value deal. And like I said, if Josh Allen continues to play like he did this past year, it's only going to go up. I think the Bills should offer Josh Allen a four-year, $162 million contract tomorrow. My outlook for Josh Allen in 2021 is that he's an elite starting quarterback. Play at this level. Show that this is your new floor, that Josh Allen in 2020 is his new floor, and that's the caliber of quarterback play that we can expect moving forward. And oh, by the way, when I say a four-year extension, I mean that tax on after his fifth-year option. So you'd have him under contract for the next six seasons. 2021, he plays 2022 under the fifth-year option, and then you add that four-year extension to the mix. Are you ready for some football? The NFL playoffs are in full swing, and Super Bowl Sunday is right around the corner. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Maybe you want to put some cash down on the Chiefs or the Bucks, or you want to try some really fun prop bets. Check out betonline.ag because they have the best lines in the business. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So there are some other quarterbacks on the Bills roster, and we're going to talk about them now. And this part of our discussion will be more in line with what you can expect with other position groups and players as we move along with this performance review series. But given jo- it's Josh Allen, right? I mean, we had to spend a lot more time on him. And there'll be other players that we kind of go in on a little bit deeper. But for the most part, this is kind of the standard that you'll get moving forward as we, um, you know, work our way through this series. So let's start with Matt Barkley as the next quarterback we'll talk about. He was a 2018 in-season free agent signing and originally a fourth-round pick of the Philadelphia Eagles in 2013. He's 30 years old. He turns 31 in September. His contract status is expired. He has completed his two-year $4 million deal and now is an unrestricted free agent. In 2020, he appeared in five games. He attempted 21 passes, completed 11 of those for 197 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and a passer rating of 80.9. For his career, he has a passer rating of 66.6 and a completion percentage of 58.4. For his career, Matt Barkley has played in 19 games and has seven career starts. When it comes to a 2020 review, Matt Barkley, to me, was a replacement-level backup quarterback. Matt Barkley's value to the football team isn't based on what he does on the field. I have very little confidence in him if he had to play an extended period of time for the Bills. This roster is otherwise too good for the team to be one snap away from Matt Barkley at quarterback. I've been sharing that for a while now, but here we are with Matt Barkley continuing as the backup quarterback. And I think Brandon Bean's comments about Matt Barkley shed some light into 
you know, what his real value to the team is. Brandon Bean said that Matt Barkley is a selfless guy, that he wants to help Josh Allen be the best version of himself. He said that he appreciates him and his wife and complimented his wife and how she connects with other players' wives on the team and said that is very big for the team's culture. He said that the Barkleys have been a blessing to the Buffalo Bills. It sure sounds to me like Brandon Bean loves Matt Barkley. And I think there's a pretty good chance that he's going to be back as the team's backup quarterback for 2021. And let's keep in mind that he signed a two-year, $4 million deal. I don't think Matt Barkley has done anything to warrant an increase in pay. So for 2021, I think that he will fill the role of a replacement-level backup quarterback and that if he does and he comes back, I'm thinking it's a one-year, $1 million deal or one-year, $1.5 million deal. And um, you know my concern level doesn't go away. If Josh Allen gets hurt and Matt Barkley's called upon to be the starter for an extended period of time, I don't have much confidence in Barkley to be able to steady the ship and um, lead a competitive offense. Jake Fromm, he was acquired in 2020 as a fifth-round draft pick, number 167 overall. He's 22 years old. In July, he turns 23. He's entering year two of a four-year, $3.6 million deal. If the Bills were to cut Jake Fromm, they would save $31,000 against the cap and accumulate $824,000 in dead cap. In 2020, in terms of statistical output, as you know, he did not play. He was inactive every single week, and he served as the emergency COVID quarterback. As far as a 2020 review, I would say that Jake Fromm was developing depth, and he he filled a really weird role, um, just kind of quarantining, right? Like Brandon Bean talked about it and said that he would be like 20 yards away from the other Bills quarterbacks and just kind of going through the motions, and you know he couldn't sit near the other guys in the meeting room, and you know he really kind of kept his distance to stayed away, um, which I'm sure is extremely strange for Jake Fromm and um, obviously not ideal for you know his acclimation and development in the NFL. Um, but you know if the Bills had a, a COVID outbreak, at least they would have uh, a quarterback that um, would not have been in close contact with the other quarterbacks and they could get through a game. Now, the question is, naturally comes up in my mind that if this was a normal year and we didn't have COVID, would the Bills have rostered Jake Fromm? Because historically, they've only kept two quarterbacks on the roster. And so maybe he would have been in the practice squad, but you know, for him to be on the roster, I don't know if that would be the case in a normal year, which um, will be interesting to look forward to 2021, where I would label Jake Fromm as developing depth and that training camp and preseason will be big for him. Um, you know, he's going to have to play. He's going to have to, at some point, show what he's capable of. Um, and I'll be honest, as you guys know, I'm very low on his skill set. I think he's an extremely limited player, and I don't project him to even be a meaningful backup in the NFL. Um, if he were to become a meaningful player in the league, he would be an extreme outlier. So, uh, look, I'm not going to lose any sleep over Jake Fromm. I'm not counting on much from him. I think if he's going to have a chance to stick, at some point he's going to have to play, and that would mean there being training camp in a preseason for him to actually have that opportunity to show what he's capable of doing on the field. But again, when you watch his tape at Georgia and you you're become familiar with his talent level, it's very below average, 
and uh, not very exciting. So I have very low expectations for Jake Fromm ever becoming a meaningful backup quarterback for the Bills. Uh, Last quarterback I want to talk about is Davis Webb. Uh, Davis Webb was acquired in September 2019. He was signed to the practice squad, originally a third-round pick of the New York Giants in 2017. He's 26 years old. He turns 27 next January, so he literally just turned 26. His contract status is that he signed a futures deal with the team, one year, $990,000. When it comes to 2020 statistical production, obviously, uh, he didn't play, right? He was on the practice squad all year, so there's no statistical output um, to mention. And In fact, Davis Webb has never thrown a pass in an NFL regular season game. For 2020, though, is his review, I would label him as developing depth, and I wrote down next to that leadership with an exclamation point because from what I understand and what I've been able to read, Davis Webb was really instrumental in coordinating workouts that happened, uh, you know, the workout in Florida with Josh Allen and, and some of the linemen and the receivers, and that Davis Webb is just a big-time leader and that he um, embraces his role on the team and will do anything, right? If that's playing scout team safety or, you know, mimicking the other team's starting quarterback, just kind of playing his role. And, um, you know, it, it really feels like the team likes him a lot and the coaching staff likes him a lot. And so, um, you know, I'm really pleased with that, right? That's what you want to hear about a guy like Davis Webb, who was somewhat of an early pick in the draft that really kind of bounced around a bit. You know, he's got some arm talent, he's got some size, uh, but he's really unproven. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, there's a chance that this could be the most interesting backup quarterback option currently on the team. So for 2021, I label him as developing depth. And, you know, if they don't bring back Matt Barkley, could we be looking at a training camp depth chart of Josh Allen with Davis Webb and Jake Fromm as the two guys behind him? I'm more optimistic about Davis Webb than I am Jake Fromm or Matt Barkley. So, I'm interested in seeing him play a little bit. You know, I'd love for there to be a preseason next year so we can see some reps and see where he's at Um, because he's been in the system for, you know, two full years now, 2019 and 2020. So I'm interested because he's at least got some physical talent, and that's more than I can say for Matt Barkley or Jake Fromm. So overall, good news, folks. The Bills have their guy at quarterback, the guy for now and the guy for the future and he's one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL. Have you ever thought to yourself what it's like to go up against Josh Allen? Like, say you were a fan of the Miami Dolphins, and you got to play against Josh Allen, and this guy's just impossible to defend, and he lights you up every time he plays you. I mean, what's that? That's got to suck, right? The Bills have that type of quarterback that other teams are nervous to play against, and you know, presents a a crazy challenge. I mean, I'm not going to say that Josh Allen is Patrick Mahomes or anything close to Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, remember that AFC Championship game and the way you felt about some of the plays Patrick Mahomes made against the Bills and how annoying that was? Like, Josh Allen is that type of player. Super dynamic football player. So you got to love what the Bills have at starting quarterback because that's the most important thing to get right in the NFL, and the Bills have gotten it right. Now, I think it's very fair to have concerns about what's behind him and the backup quarterback options. And I'll be honest with you, one of my criticisms for Brandon Bean, you guys know I love him. I think he's one of the best GMs in the NFL, but I've hated how he's handled the backup quarterback situation. I mean, going back to 2017, where the only two quarterbacks on the roster were Tyrod Taylor and Nate Peterman. 
The next year he goes into the season with Nate Peterman and Josh Allen as the only two quarterbacks on the roster. Do you realize how stupid that was? Josh Allen, a raw rookie from Wyoming, with Nate Peterman as the other quarterback who stunk out loud when he played as a rookie and had marginal physical gifts. He rolled with that. He went into the season with that. Now, eventually they signed Derek Anderson and Matt Barkley and cut Nathan Peterman. But for Josh Allen's rookie season, Nate Peterman, that was the guy. That was the guy for Josh Allen to have in the room with him to learn what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. <laughs> and, then, and then you go into 2019, and it's this, this uh, Josh Allen-Matt Barkley show. 2020, the Josh Allen-Matt Barkley show. So I've not been very fond of the way Bean has handled the backup quarterback situation, and I have no idea why he's so interested in these noodle arm guys like Jake Fromm and Nathan Peterman and Matt Barkley as the backup quarterback. To me, and this is my philosophy on backup quarterback, is I want somebody that can come into the game and introduce some variance. I want a guy that can move, a guy that can throw the ball down the field, a guy that could come in and do something dynamic to give your offense a chance. When you're just putting these guys in the game that are these robotic, uninspiring quarterbacks that just needs everything to be right around them and you know just kind of hit the timing throws maybe, I don't have time for that. You know, that's why I pounded the table for Tyler Huntley. That was my sleeper quarterback last year in the draft. And you saw him come in in the playoff game against the Bills. He's an undrafted player. He's the backup to Lamar Jackson in the playoff game against the Bills. And damn it if Tyler Huntley didn't come in and look half decent, right? At least moving around, challenging the defense with his legs, being willing to throw the ball down the field. Like, give me that over the low upside ability of a from Peterman or a Barkley. But that's just something that I think Brandon Bean and I will continue to disagree on. But for the most part, you guys know that I'm really fond of Bean, but backup quarterback has not been my favorite thing that he's uh, handled so far in his tenure with the Buffalo Bills. So that's going to do it for us today here on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this because we have a whole lot more of it coming up as we work through other position groups. We're going to hit them all and uh, have some real honest conversations about what the Bills have and um, where there's holes and you know what these players are and what their ceilings are. So um, I love doing this type of stuff, you know, and I think it's really important that we start our off-season discussion by talking about what's already in place, and that will give us a very clear picture on what the needs are for the team. As always, I kindly ask that you share, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and I look forward to catching up with you again on Monday.